0: Hello, and welcome to Lean and Clean with Fitness Chef Christine. I am Christine, your host, and today we're gonna do things a little bit differently. So we're gonna talk about gut-friendly foods. First, I wanna show you my breakfast. This is what I do for breakfast. I make these cool boards because I like visual eating. So I've got some dark cherries, I've got my sourdough bread with cottage cheese, which I'll put some black pepper on. I have a white cheddar, a dark cheddar, because I got these cheeses of advent, and I'm enjoying every day a different cheddar. And then I've got some peppers and some green olives, which I ate some of them already, and a dill pickle. Dill pickles I eat at every meal. And the reason that I eat dill pickles and fermented foods and things like that is to have a happy gut because there's nothing worse than feeling like pains in your gut and not being able to go to the bathroom and just not feeling great. So today, if you are in midlife and you are feeling like you're just puffing out like a balloon, it's a good idea to take a look at our gut health. I have a friend who says to me, I can't eat bread because it makes me fat. And I can't eat cheese because it makes me fat. But what she's really saying is it hurts her gut because it makes it inflamed. One of the things I've been doing a whole series on is sourdough breads because sourdough breads really break down, it has a different makeup and it really breaks down in our gut so that we can remain with a flat stomach and still enjoy breads. You don't have to give up the things that you love to get the results that you want. We just have to make smarter choices. And that's my job is to help you make smarter choices. So I teach a class called the four week body cleanup and that's kind of what we talk about. So I want you to take a look at the different sours that I make, the starters. You'll see it's nice and bubbly. And that's what we look for when we make our sourdough breads. But what makes that happen is the fermentation. Fermentation is magical for our gut. It helps everything break down so much easier. Now, you can take a digestive enzyme that will help that as well, but I like all natural sources. For me, making sourdough is a wonderful way to do that. It's super simple. People think it's super complicated and it's all you have the hard schedules and everything, but I'm gonna show you, there's one that's not even been fed. I'm gonna show you how easy it really is. So at night, before I go to bed, I feed my starter and for those of you just listening, you can check it out on YouTube. I feed my starter 55 grams of flour and 55 grams of water. And then that gives me just enough for one loaf. If I don't feed it, I have just a little tiniest bit at the bottom of a jar to which I just refrigerate until I'm ready. And if I feel lazy and I don't wanna feed it all the time and get it ready for sourdough, I have a version for people that don't wanna feed their sourdough. You can just actually use a non bubbly, a starter and then what you can do is you're going to feed it more aggressively and that will liven up the, the sourdough and keep it going the problem with that is you have to be patient because it needs a 24 hour bulk fermentation that simply means 24 hours to grow and grow whereas if i use this one that's been fed and it's nice and bubbly i can actually mix the dough this morning and bake it tonight But I prefer to mix the dough, let it rise at room temperature, and then form my loaf and pop it in the fridge and bake it the next day. Because at that point, it has so much more flavor. I'm gonna show you how easy this is, okay? It's really super easy. And I think it's so overcomplicated. So the first thing that you need is a scale, or just we can eyeball it too. But I'm gonna show you, just looking for a texture. So we're gonna take our starter. I'm going to measure it out. Now, it should be almost the entire jar because if i'm adding 55 55 that only leaves 10 10 grams left for us to feed so we're going to go ahead and add that we want to get to 100 grams of starter again it's almost the entire jar And it takes a little bit to get it out because it's gritty, but it wants to resist a bit and we're almost there it's 97. Oop, come on Out of there. There we go. Now, if you get too much, you simply pick it up and remove it. You can use whatever you're using, a spatula, a knife, whatever. Or you can just take your fingers and just take some out. But for this demonstration, I will do just that. There we go. Now we got 100 grams in here. Now we need some water. We go with 300 grams of water, and I use a bottle of water. We're gonna zero this out. This is where it becomes a lot easier if you have a scale. We're gonna add 300 grams of water. Then we're just gonna break up that starter. It should be almost exactly as we have here, here we go. We're gonna take our knife again and just break that starter up into it. That's not an essential step, but it sure makes it easier when you try to mix it. And then we're gonna add our flour. Now you can add equal flour to flour and water. You can add more flour than water. You have to decide your hydration level what you're comfortable with working with. The thing about the hydration is, the more it's wet dough, the holier your bread is gonna be. The drier the dough, the more the crumb is gonna be more even. You have to decide, do you care more about the sour flavor, or do you care more about that kind of holy stained glass look to it? For me, I like to make sandwiches, so I really don't care that has a lot of holes. A little bit of fermentation is good. I'll show you one that I made the other day. And this was using an old starter, so you'll see it's not very holy, but it's got some holy holies in there, but it's got a lot of sour flavor to it. So you have to decide what is your goal. The more sour flavor, the easier it is to break down in your body because it has more active fermentation. Anyhow, let's move on. Okay, we're gonna zero that out and we're going to add in 450 grams. You could add in 500. It depends, like I said, how wet you want the dough to be. Go ahead and add, and then we're right here, right here. And then it just take your fingers and just move it around. Oh, actually, I have to add salt. I lied. We're gonna zero that out. And we're gonna add 12 grams of salt. And you want a good balance of salt. The salt will help it not grow too quickly. It will also give it additional flavor. If you've ever had salt-free bread, it's blech. okay. And our body needs the minerals from salt. So I either use a kosher salt or I use. A, um, sea salt. Okay, go around and around. And I always start the day with a pinch of sea salt on my tongue. Get those good minerals in there, that good magnesium. All right, let's go around and around. We're just gonna squish it up. All I'm doing is grabbing and squishing. That's the, the whole thing. We just wanna get it to where there's no, we're not needing it necessarily. We just wanna get it to where there's no dry bits in there. And if you find that it is too dry, we add a little water. So even though we measured it, we're allowed to change it, it's no big deal. This is what I'm saying, it's fuss-free. If you don't have a scale, you just eyeball it and you're still good and it makes fabulous bread and you have nothing to worry about. All right, the rest of it is pretty much done by time. You could fold it. I recommend three folds where you just pick up the dough and fold it over on itself, just going around in a circle, fold to the center, fold to the center, let it rest 15 minutes and do it again and do it again and then you just let it ferment at room temperature. If you didn't do any folds at all, it would still be good bread. You could just cover it and let it go. And we usually recommend nothing less than five hours, but if you let it go, 12 hours, still gonna work. 24 hours, it might run out of gas a little bit, but it'll still work. And the older that your starter is, the longer fermentation you need it to have gauge if it's super bubbly and active it might be ready in five hours if it is you haven't fed it in maybe a month or two it's gonna need that 24 hours to feed on that you're gonna need that I'm gonna go wash my hands for a second I'll be right back okay I am back clean hands and all so now we're just gonna cover this and we're gonna let it rest at room temperature like I said for four to five hours and check on it and and fold it and do all the fun stuff and then we're gonna form that loaf and put it in the refrigerator. And you might be thinking, oh, Chris, that's a lot of work, but it isn't. We have spent less than five minutes making that dough and the rest is just time. And then you bake it. So once the once I form the loaf, I pop it in the refrigerator overnight. Then I take the oven and I preheat it to 450 degrees and I take the loaf out and I let it warm up a little bit. And then I slash it down the center so that it has a place to expand and doesn't look ugly. Or Conversely you can look at this one I just made I made it in focaccia style so it's in a pan and then you can just lift it out maybe it's stuck on there I don't know but you lift it out and then you can make sandwiches that way or you can slice it into breadsticks however you like to do it it's really versatile you can make a sweet dough out of it by adding cinnamon sugar and some dried fruit however you want to change it up you can do it you pop it in the oven, you cover it for the first 20 minutes, and then you uncover it for the last 20 minutes so that it has a good chance to get nice and caramelized and get done in the center. Because the problem with sourdough is it has such a high hydration, and sometimes the center becomes a little bit gooey. And if you've ever baked it where it doesn't rise, that means you didn't allow it to bulk ferment long enough. It just needs more time. So it's gonna be some trial and error, but I promise it is so worth it because at the end of the day, it makes for a happy gut and you can actually eat bread and not have to worry that you're gonna pack on the pounds or that your stomach's gonna hurt. I used to, um, you know, buy commercial breads like everybody else because I was busy even though I'm a professional bread baker and I spent years baking bread in my bakery. I got lazy and I just... But I noticed that my stomach was hurting and that I have this big rounded pooch right here and I was getting frustrated. And so I went back to baking my own And voila no problemo if you don't know how to do a starter I have a guide on YouTube how to start it how to make your own starter so it takes about five days to get it rocking and rolling or you can send me an email with the title starter and your address and I can send you a dry starter that all you need to do is add water and it'll be ready in a day or so either way I really want to encourage you to embark on a sourdough expedition Give it a shot, try it. What have you got to lose? If you don't like it, it's no big deal, but I promise it's so much easier than people make it out to be. And if you really want a lazy sourdough way to do it, you can start with one teaspoon or one quarter teaspoon of yeast and water and flour and let that ferment at room temperature. It's sort of a cheater method, but it does get things rocking and rolling, and it's better than not having any natural at all. At that point, then you would switch over. You would never use the yeast again and you would just start feeding it flour and water when you're getting ready to use it. Let's talk about other fermented foods. There are things like sauerkraut. As, you, as I mentioned, dill pickles, fermented olive, kombucha, which I took a class on making kombucha and I will never drink it again. It was so gross. And I'm not a squeamish person because I was in culinary school and we did a lot of weird stuff, but ick, it was really gross. And I'm not a particularly lover of the flavor. I do drink a ton of water and have my energize in here. But, I, but you've got things like I said, like sauerkraut, kombucha, dill pickles. Greek yogurt has a lot of good properties like that. What I'm saying is eat some gut-friendly foods and stay away from things that really hurt our bellies. A lot of the white breads, the white uh, white rices, I'm not saying don't have any, I'm just saying be aware that that affects our gut. Dairy, there's a really hard one. Now I eat a good amount of cheese, but I find that I try to go for the really aged cheese and cheese, like sheep's milk cheese, goat's milk cheese, is a little easier on the digestive system. So it's not just about what you eat in terms of quantity, it's also about the quality of the foods that you're eating. My whole mission is to get people back in the kitchen, getting them eating real food and understanding how to fuel your body versus deprive your body. Because boy, you can really enjoy lots of great food if you start really fueling your body and enjoying the foods that you're eating, whole foods, eating natural, processed foods like sourdough has a natural process to it. Experimenting with different grains. So I love to use spelt, spelt grains in my flour a mixture and rye, dark rye, and just really experiment with different flours because they have a different way of digesting in our body. And the goal is to be able to eat great and look great and feel great and be our nine-year-old self and being like, woo, let's go. And so I hope I've inspired you to give it a shot. I'm available for any questions, anytime. You can pop your questions below this on the YouTube, in the podcast. Um, You can email me. I'm super passionate about all this stuff. So I am always ready to talk about food. My pillars are food and fitness and fat loss and faith. And I think they all go together wonderfully. So my prayer for you today is that you find joy in what you're eating and feel blessed by the food that you're eating. And I just really thank you for being with me. I wish you all a great week. My daughter is getting married on Saturday. That's three days from today. I'm super excited for this. So I wish you a great rest of the week. I send you lots of love and I will talk to you all on Sunday. Have a great one. Oh, and I almost forgot. If you enjoyed this, make sure that you leave a review. Love to hear from you.